This is the Brandon T. Adams Audio Experience. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Brandon T. Adams Audio Experience. I'm Brandon T. Adams, and this is a fireside chat with Connor Doobie at Rise and Record 2022. Connor's become a really good friend of mine. He's been in the Mastermind before, and we've collaborated on many projects. He talks about just creating business-to-business content and just different tips around marketing and creating content. He claims to be the king of content, and he is. He puts out a lot of content. He talks about biggest mistakes people are making with their content and posting to social media and also how to create strong and effective content ideas all around creating content online on social media. So let's jump right into it with Connor Doobie. Dude, you look you look amazing. Uh, yeah, just, I like the suit. I, I want You know what's funny is you, you like I used to do black, yeah. all black, black on black, like that was my thing. And then I met you and you started doing it. I'm like, I can't get away with that anymore. <laughs> like you you always, you fully rode the branding on that oh, always. It's consistent, I it. man. I yeah. So tell me first before we dive into the content side. Where, where are you from, man? Like tell, give the background how as an entrepreneur. Colorado boy. For any other Coloradoans in here that I haven't met yet? No. Really? All right. Interesting. Uh, From Fort Collins, Colorado, small town. And, uh, you know, college town, north of Denver. Uh, Grew up in kind of like middle class family. And, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much the origins, man. So how did you get, like, into the family business? So I like to say, like, business is my sport. Like, I've I've always been a nerd about business. I did a stint and did door-to-door sales for two and a half years in college to pay my way through school. And I've always been entrepreneurial also. Before that, that was like my first time working kind of like a corporate job, started a handful of businesses, started my first business at the age of seven, by the way, um, which is selling rocks. Selling rocks. Just like they did the infomercials, they sold the rocks? Yeah, literally painted and sold rocks, not pet rocks. How much did I sell? Yeah, how many did you sell them for? 10 bucks? 100 bucks? I have no idea. I raised like, so this, <laughs> I guess we'll take one step back here. So this was uh, right around 9-11, 2001, 9-11. And I wanted to find, I was seven years old at the time. I wanted to find a way to give back. So I took rocks from my neighbor's yard and my parents' yard and I just gathered them up and I painted them with patriotic symbols and I sold them at a motorcycle rally to raise funds for the 9-11 rebuild efforts. Yeah. And that was at a very young age. So I'd always just been super passionate about business. Fast forward, got my marketing degree, shouldn't have gone to college. That wasn't you know, really for me. And I was either gonna start another company But my dad had had this vehicle that he had already kind of put together, and it was kind of coasting. And I'm like, well, this is interesting. It's in the marketing world. I love marketing. And so I'm like, let's partner up, and let's blow this thing up. And that's really what the focus has been over the last number of years. So you are the king of content. You're putting out a lot. It's funny because I used to call myself the king of crowdfunding, and you're the king of content. The content king. It's different. My bad. The king's in the work. Same, same, but different. Content king. Why, what mistakes are most people making when doing content? So, so first off, I want to say, actually, this will kind of help. How many of you in here sell business to business, like sell to other businesses? Raise your hand. 
So yeah, there's a good portion of you. How many have an actual internal marketing team, like marketing leadership in your company? Raise your hand. Okay, very little. So this will be, this is interesting. So biggest mistakes, and we've talked about this quite a bit. Number one, research is everything when it comes to content. People come up to me and ask me, hey, what platform should I be putting content out on? Or what kind of content should I be putting out there? And my answer is like, well, I don't know, it depends. They're like, aren't you the content king? You're supposed to know the answer to this question. I'm like, well, have you done the research? So I think that's one of the biggest mistakes is you're not diving, because yes, most people know about TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and all of these channels, but that may, you got to understand where your market is really spending their time, where they're self-educating. And especially in the world of B2B, like everything we do is B2B, all of our clients that we help, yeah. which is why they call me the content king, by the way. Not because I do so much content, which I do do a lot of content, but I've helped other businesses produce tens and 40,000 pieces of custom content. But it all starts with understanding where your audience is, being consistent is massive, as is you know. Consistent. And we've, you know, we've gone through the mastermind with the yeah. with everyone, and it's almost like the yo-yo diet when people <laughs> like go into their content marketing. You know, have you guys heard that term like yo-yo dieting? Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people are doing with their content, especially because I know a lot of solopreneurs in here. You don't have a marketing team or staff or bodies to help kind of drive that forward for you, and so you're really motivated, you're producing a lot of stuff, and then it's just kind of like never ever consistent. So that's the other, you know, very big um, area where, where it, you know, at the end of the day, it's about you have to be able to reach enough of the right people, but you have to be able to consistently stay in front of them. And they say, what, sales is like seven to eight touch points? That's like seven the magic number? Seven to touch point. Yeah, seven. Do you guys agree with that? Like seven to nine touch points yeah. to sell something? Yeah. Knowing that, how, how can you come up with an infinite amount of content ideas? Yeah. Like, what's your tips on that? Yeah. So, and that's where people struggle too, is like, how do I come up with enough content to kind of feed? Well, number one, and this was the third mistake too, and I'll go on to that, is process. And putting systems, technologies, structures, and planning in place versus just kind of ad hoc. I'm feeling inspired, so I'm going to create content. And then again, you're going into like, Back and forth. Well, I'm sorry, what was the other question again? Infinite content. Infinite content. Do you guys want to know how to create infinite amounts of content? Of course you do. Because it's sitting right in front of you every single day. And I've kind of like stumbled upon this, and it goes also kind of back to the research side. Are you writing down questions? Let's say either you do sales in your company, maybe you have salespeople in your company. Are you writing down the questions that you're constantly getting asked in the sales process. And that's one incredibly powerful way to be able to match the content you're creating with what you're at, which the audience and connecting with the audience when you're putting your stuff out there. And it's very simple. So if you're not doing it, are you asking your sales team, hey, what questions are you getting asked? Are you asking your, your client's success team, hey, what questions are our clients asking us? Another great way is prospect-generated content. We've talked about this a lot as well. 
uh, in form of like podcasting. So I like interviewing prospects. I can reach out to almost any prospect in my world, ask them for a short interview, and take bits and pieces of what they've mentioned and leverage that and create many number of extra pieces of content out of that. And in terms of other ideas, have you done the research? Have you Googled what are my competitors putting out there? Can I put an iteration on it? Can I put a spin on it? Can I do an event and do Q&A with just kind of general population and do mass marketing and ask questions? So it really comes down to asking questions. And this is a big part too when it comes to coming up with content. Selling is not telling. And so that's a huge selling mistake. Selling is not telling. Selling is not telling. And, and your content applies to your sales, and your sales applies to your content, so it's one and the same. And so if you're just telling with your content versus you've asked the questions and you're posing questions, you're going to find you're going to have a much better result, and you're going to get more people interested in you. And there's this whole area of what's considered dark social. Have you guys heard that term before? What Should we it? talk about dark Let's social? Talk about dark social. I just want to leave the leave dark, it hanging. Baby. So dark, this whole area of you're putting lots of content out there. And again, all of you have probably done this at some point in time. Like I'm not getting a result from putting my videos out, from doing articles, from doing LinkedIn lives. And then all of a sudden you get a win. We have so much business coming in and I'll get messages and notes on our, on our website and same with our clients from, uh, and I'll get, and I'll ask someone like, hey, how did you find out about us? And they're like, well, I saw you on LinkedIn and I've watched you post for the last two years. I subscribed to your podcast and I attended one of your events you did last month. And then, you know, I realized, hey, we just lost our marketing director and I Googled you guys because I remember your company name and I filled out a form on your website. Well, how do you measure that? It's part of being consistent, right? It's part of having yourself out there regularly and feeding and creating the omnipresence. And dark social is that area that you cannot measure, but it's not rocket science, right? Marketing is not rocket science. It's, it's, you just got to continuously remind yourself, am I putting stuff out? Am I reaching enough of the right people? And am I doing it consistently? And am I allowing enough time to compound, it doesn't happen and measure in weeks or days or you know even months at a time. I've been putting stuff out for years, and you have too. And you've probably seen like even stuff this year that from like you know stuff you've put out a long well, time. Well, I gotta say one thing so, that you helped me with was um, I wasn't doing Streamyard. Is it Streamyard? Yeah. And, and you can use Streamyard to plan out a video. So I have so much content. I can basically pre set a video that can go as if it's live on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, these different platforms. And he told me that like two months ago and I started doing it and it was so powerful. Can you talk about just what that is? Has anyone, did anyone <clears throat> find out from Brandon from LinkedIn, by the way? LinkedIn. From LinkedIn? Yeah, we got some cat in here. I know okay. there's some other people. Okay. Yeah. So 20% commission on their ticket. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you perfect. Go. Good, good. <laughs> so, um, uh, Oh, so, so that kind of brings us also to like, how do I get this done and implement? Especially if I'm mean and lean. And 
it's not, video is extremely powerful, but for those of you also, and you're selling business to business, it's a lot of educating that goes in. So you need a diversity because scientifically, everyone self-educates differently. I'm a younger millennial, and I still read a lot of articles, right? And so I read a lot of content. Some of our generation consumes mostly everything through like memes nowadays. Uh, and uh, video, and so you really need what I call the trifecta yeah. of content to be effective, especially on LinkedIn, because that's where I eat, sleep, and breathe is you know, LinkedIn for the most part. But um, there's a powerful way to create, again, topics, unlimited number of topics by asking questions, but also unlimited amounts of content by leveraging the right tools and processes. So I've introduced you to StreamYard, yeah. One thing I've started doing uh, when my team's too busy doing great stuff for our clients and it's kind of like the cobbler's kids don't have any shoes yeah. and, you know, I kind of need to take, take, um, take things in my own hands, StreamYard allows you to, one, stream live. So I'll do an interview on StreamYard. Um, that'll publish out to YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I'll take that recording, upload it to the podcast, I'll take the audio clip of that and upload that to a platform called otter.ai and I'll transcribe it and turn it into a blog. And then I can take that blog, publish it on LinkedIn, LinkedIn publications, use it for my blog, send it out in my newsletter, take video clips from that podcast interview and then boom, I've got unlimited amounts of content from one single action that I took and just using some very simple tools. If you guys just do that one thing from this talk, like that is so powerful by just releasing through StreamYard. 100%. My last question for you and it's something that I, when I ask you this, it's like this is, was me and what I did. How did we meet? And how did you get on this stage? Tell the story from when we met to the journey to where yeah. we are sitting right now. I know it's so crazy. Well, it's only two years ago, but it feels like two years ago forever. Like you know, like I've known you forever. And this is my second year on the stage, by the way, which is awesome. Pretty amazing. Remember, I had the brick last year. You had the you had the rock. Yeah, I, I like brought it. a literal brick out, which is a lot of fun. Um, so I watched Think and Grow Rich, the movie piece of, you know, great content you put out there. I've also subscribed to Reading, Thinking, Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. I DM'd every single person that was interviewed in that movie uh, and uh, invited them to be on my podcast, which again, just speaks to the power of having a platform like that, yeah. that you can add value versus taking, you know, trying to like get someone's time, like, hey, Brandon, can I pick your brain? You probably would have said no. So um, interviewed you on my podcast. You're like, dude, you got to join my mastermind. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Like, we just had to rebuild our business from scratch last year. We were rolling. We had, things blew up. We had, I, I, we had to cut salaries out and all. It's, things are absolutely crazy. You're like, do it. Just trust me. I'm like, all right. I can't afford it, but I just committed. And then um, from there, it's just businesses compounded like crazy. I mean, Katie knows I live. I mean, you see how things have just like really snowballed over the last year and the success we're having. 
And, uh, you know, like I've done courses and other kind of similar stuff, events and everything over the years, but there's nothing like having that community that we've built. So I just want to say you've built. you are the proven success story of what's possible when you invest in yourself and take action. You did what I've done years ago is, for one, you reached out, you had me on your show, you provided value. I said, hey, I think this can help you. You took action, even though you were scared going into like, oh, man, but you made it happen. And then you did it again, and then it led to us building a relationship. You're my younger brother, and if I die, I guess maybe you'll get part of my inheritance? Yeah, I've got, <laughs> I saying, I've got, I've got Brian, I've got, got Mark, Brian, you got everybody. I'm set for life. Like I said, it's the best ROI ever just but, from the inheritance But alone, you look but. at our relationship too. Yeah, I know. It's funny. <laughs> you look at our relationship and, and just the connection. And as we're sitting on stage here, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. I love you, man. And I just, I, you're going to go far. I really am grateful to have you. Here. I love you, brother, and I appreciate you. And a true testament to Brandon's loyalty, just as a friend, you invest in him, he's going to give back tenfold, yeah. like something as small as, hey, dude, we're throwing a surprise birthday party for Katie, my girlfriend over there. That was fun. You. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Oyster Bar and Unlimited Mimosas, you're like, let's do it. And, like, just stuff like that. I mean, you're busy, but... You've given back in the relationship in a way that there's truly a friendship built. And I hope that for, and those of you, congratulations for, you know, getting in the mastermind. Like, I hope, I hope for that same thing for all of you. And you most definitely will get it, get out what you put into it. And, um, you know, it's not even about making the financial investment, but the emotional investment to doing that. And you have such a way of pushing people in a way that, you know, I do it for myself, and I, everyone around me knows that. Like, I am so much harder on myself and push myself harder than anyone else. But having you to do that for me, and everyone needs that no matter what level you're at. So, thank you. appreciate man. you, man. Let's give him a round of applause.